on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Andy and DJ Cruise the motherfucking internet. And that's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for. It stands for Cruise the Internet. This is where we put topics up on the screen. We talk about them. We speculate on what's true and what's not true. And then we talk about how we, the people, are the solution to the problems going on in the world. Other times, you tune in, we have Q&AF. That's where uh, you can submit questions and we give you the answers. You can submit your questions one of a couple different ways. The first way is... Yeah, guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyfrasella.com. Or you can go on YouTube on the Q&AF episodes, which typically post on Mondays, and uh, drop your question in the comments, and we'll pick some from there as well. Other times we have Real Talk. Real Talk is just 5 to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Then other times we have Full Length. That's where we have an interesting guest come and sit in the studio, and we have a conversation. And then we have 75 Hard Verses. 75 Hard Verses where somebody who has completed the 75 Hard program, who had a shit show of a life before, uh, no longer has a shit show of a life, and then they come on the show and uh, talk to you about how they did it. So if you're interested in 75 Hard, which is the initial phase of the Live Hard program, which is the most popular mental conditioning program that's ever been created in the history of mankind, you can get it for free at episode 208 on the audio feed. Um, if you don't want to go get it on the audio feed, there is a book as well. It's on my website, andyforsella.com called 75 Hard, and you can read about it there. Definitely unnecessary, but if uh, you like to know the ins and outs and the nuts and bolts, reading the book is a good idea. So uh, we don't run ads on the show. You're going to notice that. Um, And in exchange for that, we have this thing called the fee. The fee is very simple because I'm not going to fill your head with a bunch of ads and uh, be beholden to a bunch of advertisers telling me what I can and can't say. I ask very simply that you help us spread the word. That means if the show makes you think, if it makes you laugh, it gives you a new perspective. If it uh, opens your eyes to some things, if you think it's a message that needs to be heard, please do your part and share the show. You know, we get shadow banned, we get uh, traffic throttled, we get the worst parts of the censorship issue going on in this country. And without you guys sharing the show, uh, people don't hear it. So don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Yeah, question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know, man. (laughs) I think if we knew that, if we knew that answer, it wouldn't be the, the, you know, we wouldn't have heard that question a million times. Yeah, well, it's a metaphor, right? Because we've all seen this, right? This post right here, it was shared around maybe a couple of months ago. I know we talked about it on on a prior CTI, right? Mm -hmm. Where it shows like, you know, they do something, uh, comes out about Biden, and then they hammer Trump. Another mm-hmm. indictment, right? Yeah. The next day. The very next day, right? Yeah. It's a very interesting thing. So like, yeah. it made me think, what came, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because they did it again. Oh, they did? They did it again, yeah. So so I don't know if you guys seen this, but so there was a win for Trump, right? Uh, this headline reads, New York judge lifts Trump gag order in civil fraud trial over free speech concerns, as they should, right? Because, I mean, it was completely unconstitutional, Right. A New York judge has lifted the gag order imposed on former President Donald Trump in his civil fraud trial stemming from State Attorney General Letitia James' lawsuit against him and the Trump Organization. Citing concerns over free speech, appeals court judge David Friedman issued a stay on the order Thursday, which was put in place by Judge uh, Arthur uh, Ngorin in October. 
um, and Gorin, who's overseeing Trump's trial, imposed the partial gag order to block all parties from making derogatory statements about his court staff. You know, uh, the one staffer that was, you know, allegedly messing around with uh, Schumer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that happens. Right. So so it gets lifted. That's a great win. So it's, it's a big win for First Amendment rights. It's cool. But then the egg came or the chicken. I don't know which one. Uh, you know, that classified docs thing that Biden did, which was, you know, equivalently the same thing as Trump did. Yeah. yeah he just got off on all those charges. Well, did they did they charge Trump with that, though? Yeah. Is that, it still ongoing? Of, yeah, that's what part of the, the shit is going on with the uh, Dave Smith uh, prosecutor for for that case. So he's got like you know, four separate cases going on all at once. Mm. Um, and, and like the biggest thing on that case with Trump, it's like he was I mean, he was president. And he's, he's lawfully able to declassify anything at any time. He doesn't need a special permission or Biden. I mean, he's got stuff everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? No, not 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 surprised. I just think it's funny that like, OK, if there's a, a loss on, on Biden, here's a loss for Trump. Trump gets a W or here's a W for Biden. Like there, it's just so obvious the timeline of this stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, at this point, dude, I mean, I think everybody understands the corruption, the double standard that's going on. And if they don't, they're completely brainwashed to one side or the other. Yeah. I mean, if you have any rational ability to to think, no matter what you feel about either candidate, I mean, you clearly see there's a double standard. There's a double standard that benefits the Democrats um, and the and the leftist, um, you know, people. <clears throat> In literally every area of society right now, you know. How much can you think of any double standard that's like going our way? No, not a single one. I can't think of one either. Yeah, but they, you know, it's, you know, it happens in the legal system. It happens in politics. It happens in the media. It happens crime. Yeah, and crime. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. There's a there's a far left communist standard that is being held up by you know all of these people and and the corruption is deep dude it's it's in the media it's in politics it's in the courts it's <clears throat> it's everywhere and um you know the good news is i think people are starting to see it more than they've seen it you know this entire time mm-hmm. uh, i think it was real easy for a lot of people to see you know in covid i think a lot of people got, woke up you know and then as progressively as things started to unravel specifically when we got to the point where they're starting to persecute trump for and keep him off the ballot and try to like ruin this guy before the election. I think people are starting to see it, even if you know they don't like Trump. They're 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 able to see it, and yeah. you know it's dangerous because a lot of people see it and they're not saying anything, or they 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 think it's okay because it's working in their benefit right now. But the reality is, is you know what I worry about is that it's setting a precedent for the pendulum to to come from the other direction next time. Mm -hmm. And eventually when we deal with these two extremes, right, this extreme left and this extreme right, and it goes back and forth, this is eventually how genocides happen. And this is how, you know, wars happen and civil wars and conflicts. And, um, you know, it's something that I've been talking about for years and, and been warning everybody about, but, you know, my voice just isn't big enough to, to really make that level of a change, you know? Um, when we look at people who could have made the change, they opted out of making the change. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these big time celebrities that bowed down and took a knee when they were literally at the top of the funnel in terms of traffic and getting the word out, you know, 
it's it's disappointing, dude, because yeah. now we're in a situation where the pendulum is swinging back, and I do believe I do believe that most people are shifting the Overton window back to the right, um, and we're gonna have to see what happens. You know, like ultimately, what what should happen is hopefully that we would get a leader that would like not be so generalizing in their response. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the people who are yeah. breaking the law need to be held accountable and we can't lump in entire groups of people into that, right? Like that's where it gets dangerous. Correct. Yeah. And and that's what I worry about. Like look, dude, there's a difference between Democrats and leftists. All right? Democrats are capitalist people who are good normal people who have liberal leaning views. And like if we went back 20 years, I would be considered a democrat because I don't have a problem with things like gay marriage or just basic middle of the road social issues. But we we're we're getting in a position now where the Demo the, the Democrats are being lumped in with leftists and Democrats are typically capitalists, leftists or communists who are progressive. And these are the people who are corrupting society at the highest level. And so like these people who are making these decisions at a high level to implement all of these things, right? Um, <clears throat> those are the people that need to be held accountable not entire an entire political ideology side, sure. unless it's communist. Yeah. And real real talk, that's how I feel. Communists yeah. should not be allowed to exist in America well, at speaking all. Speaking of that pendulum swinging back, it's funny you say that. Did you see that video of uh, uh, Michael Rappaport come out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That guy talks a lot of dumb shit. A lot of dumb stuff. I mean, he said like he must live in his. I don't like. I always liked him as an actor. <laughs> I thought he was a great actor. He was in fucking uh, Copland. I was just watching Copland with. Sylvester Stallone, you ever seen that? Didn't see it. Oh, bro, it's good. Is it? Yeah, fuck. It's a good movie, dude. Hmm. Um, let's, a, let's check this video out real quick. Yeah. There's been other things, too. There's been other things, too. There's other times where I'm sure, like, I don't... For Dick Stain Donald Trump, who I had conversations with, I might vote for that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I'll break the fucking... Oh, yeah, I'll break your hearts. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Things don't get straightened up in this world ASAP and I know smoking Joe has said the right thing about Israel but when I'm seeing motherfuckers in New York City climb in public in front of crowds of people rip down UN flags rip down Israeli flags rip down American flags on Veterans Day when the economy is the way the economy is when I'm paying Fucking mortgage rates up the wonk up. I mean, I'm getting, forget a, forget a colonoscopy. You don't need to get a colonoscopy. Go, uh, go buy a house. Can't. The interest rates, go buy a car. And I know Smoking Joe has done some things for the, I know. But I'm telling you right now, go, go buy yourself, a, go, go check, go check what it's like to buy a car. Buy a house. Buy groceries. The money. The fucking chaos in this country. The chaos around the world. But I'm too far down the Kringle Man Dingo. I'm too far down the disruptive warrior rabbit hole to pull back. Now, the comments have been made, I said. I've had conversations with some of my... If it comes down to pig dick Donald Trump and smoking Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Voting for pig dick Donald Trump is on the table. I'm sorry. I'm fucking so I'll still call him slob dick Donald Trump, 
pig dick Donald Trump and all that. But we need to get this whole fucking situation under control. Agreed. I, I mean, I do agree with him. Yeah, but hold on, bro. Like, but you're the reason it's like yes. This. Like, what what is wrong with these people's brains that they cannot understand that there is consequences to your vote that affect you? Consequences to your influence. Okay, like when things are good, everybody wants to talk about all these abstract concepts that don't affect us in a daily life. It's above the line issues and below the line issues, and. All these people, this guy included, were talking all this bullshit about this fake racism, about, you know, Charlottesville and all these made up fucking Russia collusion, all this shit, right? Without ever considering that, like, dude, these progressive leftists will destroy the country to the point where you're not doing well anymore. Your life isn't looking the way that it's supposed to look. Shit is more expensive. And... Now what's happening is Biden's coming out on TV saying Bidenomics is working. It's working for who? For them. Who? Yeah. For who? Them. There's not a single person that voted for Joe Biden, bro, that's looking at Biden. Like when he says Bidenomics is working, everybody who voted for him, you they know that they fucked up. Like you have to know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're seeing it in your own life. And I, I this should be a lesson for every single one of those people. Like, dude, there are above-the-line issues. Above-the-line issues are the economy, crime. These are things that affect you on a daily basis, mm-hmm. all right? Then there's below-the-line issues. These things like abortion. These things like, you know, there's a million other ones. But the point is, we should evaluate what is going to affect our lives, potentially, and be voting on those issues. And that's common sense for everybody except these fucking far-left people. Like, dude, what? I don't understand. Too man, like, like that. Just like this video is a a a great example of just a low IQ person. I I think so too. He can't put together the fact that the situation we are in is because of the things that he he was saying and because of the rhetoric and because of the narratives that he pushed. Look, look, bro, this guy's comprehend the boat. Look, look, dude. He look. He's get get a big mouth and he's got a following and people love to troll this dude because literally, if we go back over the last four years of existence where this guy's been ranting like this he's been wrong every he's the antithesis of us every time he's been wrong every single fucking time on every single issue yeah you know what i'm saying oh for three thousand yeah and you ever notice how these are the loudest people like dude you fucked up you were wrong just look at the camera and say you know what man yeah i don't know what i think i know I was wrong. I believe the lies they lied to me too like tell the truth instead of like trying to hang on to your pride like, I would respect this dude if he were to, like, look in the camera and be like, you know what, man? I was a dumbass. Yeah. And I got Sorry. taken advantage of. Because, yeah. like, dude, we've been, what this is is propaganda, man. Like, we grow up with an idea that what's on the news is the truth. And what's been on the news for the last 15 years has not been the truth. It's been lies. It's been made up things. It's been social initiatives. And all of these things have been put into place for control. And the technology combined with it has crafted a certain segment of uh, society to go to the, com- like, almost to the communist level and some across the line. And, you know, I mean, dude, like, you have to be a fucking idiot to, like, keep voting the same way you're going to vote. It's like people who move from California and then go wherever they're going and still vote for the same shit. Right. Like, right. why the fuck did you move, dude? Right. Like, right. It, really, man, what it show like, here's what I've learned, and it is what it is is that there is there is seriously like 
a, a whole lot of very low IQ people that believe they have high IQ because they went through the progressive liberal education system and got awarded a piece of paper that says, you're so smart, right? Called a degree. Right. And and there's just a lot of people who who believe they're super intelligent because the system that was created to create good little worker bees, good little uh, robots, said you're a good little robot. Right. And they come out and they think they're they're ha- they're more intelligent than you. Like, bro, all you did was keg stands every weekend. Bro, and not you only that, you, like fo- you followed directions enough to get awarded a piece of paper. You didn't question Great anything. Job. You didn't think about anything. You didn't have any critical, like, thinking exercises or discussions. You did what you're told. That's what a degree is for. Yeah, dude. So. Dude, dumb people think they're smart. Smart people don't think they're smart. I, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I, I I think there's a definitive IQ difference. I think there's a lot of people who believe that they're very intelligent because the system has told them they're intelligent when in reality they're not intelligent. Intelligence is the ability to process information and come up with your own conclusion about it. That's not what these people have been trained to do. These people have been trained to hear information and imperative. And, and then, and then they were given an award for that. Yep. And so they believe, well, that 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 piece of paper from Harvard says I'm a genius. Well, I'm sorry, but your words and actions show that you're a dumbass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Last thing on this, man, because you know it is interesting to see these things come out, man. I don't know if the world's about to end or what. Did you see that Snoop Dogg's not smoking no more? No, no. more weed for Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I saw him say that. Well, I mean, here's his tweet, man. He's like, I'm giving up smoke. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. It's like, oh, man. like I It just, feels like a troll. You think so? feels like a troll. Dude, he smokes. It feels like a troll. Like all of it. Yeah. I mean, cool, you, man. You just going cold turkey? More for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know like, what dude. To, this dude has a fucking like full time roller. A lot of those guys payroll. do. A lot. A lot of the big celebrities that smoke, yeah. they got a roller that goes around with them. Like that's insane. And just go cold turkey. All I, right. Yeah. I mean, look, dude. Snoop Dogg's knows some shit that we hey, don't man, know. Hey, <laughs> man. Here's the deal. I support anybody doing what they need to do to to get better. If he yeah, thinks that, that's, that's what, what he needs to like, do, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop smoking. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm not stopping. I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, guys, let's get into our headlines, man. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforseller.com. You can find them linked there. If you're watching on the tube, check down in the description below, and you can find them linked there as well. Uh, so with that being said, man, let's get into our headlines. Headline number one. Before we get into the headlines, I do want to address yeah. day in the life is coming, guys. I know I promised you on November eighth. We had a little bit of a we had some switching in, in our schedules a little bit, so I got that coming soon. And also, I know that we've had the show; it's been irregular. Um, but you know, I got a day job, man. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this isn't my main gig, you know. Like I don't sit in front of a microphone Despite every what day. The post says, you're "Yeah, not bro, just a YouTuber I'm not, and podcast." Yeah, and yeah. I'm not one of these guys who just has a microphone that sits in front of it to make you know some shit to, to, for the internet. Like yeah. I actually do things in real life. I know it's contrary to typical <laughs> entrepreneur podcaster culture these days, where you know they actually have a job and actually work. But right. so, it's like, when do you entrepreneur then? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to let you guys know, you know, every once in a while, that's how it goes here. So uh, we'll be back on schedule, I believe, this this next week. Yeah. Yep. So that's a little housekeeping. Yeah. Also, MSCEO project getting ready to launch soon too. So keep an eye out in your email. If you're on my email list, I'll notify you guys on email for that. So yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get into headline number one. Headline number one reads: 
Watch Chinese flags line San Francisco streets for Xi Jinping. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a disturbing image. Dude, it's like it's like that movie uh, Red Dawn. I don't know if that was China or not, but. One well, in each movie it was different. One it was Russia, and one it was China. Yeah, I think the newer one it was China. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was an eerie feeling, dude. Like, like watching these videos, man. So, so there's a Breitbart article: uh, Chinese flags parading through the streets of San Francisco ahead of President Joe Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping have been met with backlash as videos circulate on social media. Here's one video. <laughs> this was fucking hong kong or something at first um, now if it was hong kong the buildings would be nicer <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> that's true that's true that's tr- it's a disturbing image bro who puts this shit together like who i want to know who organizes the people on the streets bro like that's my question because like i mean there's always something deeper going on it's like the bricks that show up at protest it, it's you know what i'm saying like like who is organizing that shit at the grassroots level? Like, how? Does I don't know, but out? I mean, it only looks like there's about 150 people there. I mean, total. I mean, it's not like a lot of people. Yeah. But but here's the reality: is that this should be very disturbing images for anybody who is an American. When we have a world leader who basically threatens us all the fucking time, every other day. Okay. Yeah. And we clean we clean up a city. And remove all the homeless people, right? Bro. What? That shit would move, like, how they clean San Francisco up in, like, two days? Yeah, it's insane, bro. But they have no problem leaving it shitty for all its citizens and its taxpayers and people who, you know, like, I've had so many- years. Bro, I've had a lot of friends who have had to move out of San Francisco because the environment has become so detrimental to their businesses that they own that they've had to move to places like Texas and Florida. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they would allow their city to be- uh, totally destroyed by the homelessness and the drugs and the crime, and then clean it all up in one day for Xi Jinping and not its own citizens. That's insane. That's insane. Did you see his response to that? Who Newsom's? Newsom's. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, where he said, uh, he said, uh, well, you know, I know a lot of people are saying that we cleaned up the city because uh, the, the fancy leaders are coming to town, and you know that's the truth. Because it's true. <laughs> it's like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, bro. Th- yeah, I, I got it here. I got it. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true. Because it's true. Oh, man. But it's also true <laughs> for months and months and months. Prior they're laughing. To APEC, the people in the back are laughing. Dude, they're laughing. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true, because it's true. How the fuck are you going to laugh at that? But it's also true for and then, months and months bro, and months this. prior to... And then we have, we have people talking about this guy running for president, dude. You're going to vote for this fucking guy when he's fucking laughing 
about our cities being total shitholes and cleaning them up for Chinese communist leaders? Bro. This is fucking insane, man. They are more worried about impressing them than they are. Taking care of our own people. Dude, where do those homeless people go? Look, bro, these people belong in fucking jail. Okay, this dude belongs in jail. All of these people are traitors. All these people have sold out to the Chinese government. They are willing to hand over our country for their own benefit on a silver platter to our literal enemy. Like, that's what we're dealing with here, dude. And this guy doesn't have any business running for anything. This guy should be running for, like, if he's folding the underwear or the towels or cooking the slop in the prison. Yeah. Like, that's what the fuck he should be running for. And all of these guys... The fact that these two people behind him are laughing when he says that, that's not funny, dude. Disgusting. How many like how many lives have been ruined by the neglect of these leftist leaders? It's disgusting. Dude, if I was a citizen of California and I'm watching that, like how how pissed off would you be? Like you're going up and down the streets of your own city, it's a shithole. There's people everywhere, there's trash everywhere, there's drugs everywhere, there's there's shit and piss in the streets. There's there's homeless epidemic. There's vet homeless veteran ep epidemics. There's it, it, it's a it's an economically impossible place to really build a business from the ground up at this point in time. Yeah. This is why everybody's Which is leaving. Hard already to do, bro. It's impossible the way they're taxing people there. I mean, the the exodus from California has been the greatest exodus of any state in any time in history in the United States history. And they're talking about putting this guy for president. His track record is literally shit. Like, what are we talking about here? Mm -hmm. And dude, here's the problem. That Michael Rappaport guy, yeah. they make they make Gavin Newsom the president the candidate. He'll vote for him. He's a better he'll, option. Yeah, I know. He'll he, ignore he'll ignore all the real world data of the state. Like, bro, how do we not understand this? What he's done in California, he will do across the country. Yeah. Joe Biden is trying to do what Gavin Newsom has done in California. That's where the buddy buddy. You got, oh man. <laughs> it's frustrating, dude. It, it, and you know what? It comes from people being quiet. It comes from people obeying the social weapons that have been put into society, like political correctness, silent majority, being afraid of cancel culture, not using their voice. You know, I get asked all the time, dude, everywhere I go, they're like, well, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Man, you can talk. You can use your voice. It matters. The re Why do you think they censor people? Why do you think they they create these narratives and these, these cultural weapons like political correctness to get you to silence yourself so you don't offend someone with the truth? Why do you think that they make things like silent majority? They're afraid of your voice. So use it. That's the thing that we're missing here. Like, oh, I don't have a big platform. Dude, I'm talking about to your friends, your family, the people you know. Like when you go to Thanksgiving next week and, you know, they start spouting off about the leftists start spouting off about their bullshit, bro. You should look them in the eye and tell them to shut the fuck up. Eat your turkey. Yeah. Like, dude, they're ruining the world and you're allowing it. Actually, you're ruining the world. All of you listening right now who are not speaking up, not standing up, not saying things, not calling it out when you recognize that something's wrong. You are more of the problem than these people. You are more of the problem than these people because you're giving these people a pass with your silence. We can no longer give these people a pass. The people, 
Remember all your friends and family who attacked you and call you names and try to intimidate you for the last 10 years for having certain political views? Those people don't give two fucks about offending you or having some sort of confrontation or bullying you. So why do you care so much about bullying them back? Why are you afraid to speak up back to them? They will bully you into the earth. So bully them back. That's what we need. You need to stand up, speak up, and use your voice relentlessly unless uh, you want the next time this motherfucker comes to the United States, he'll actually be the president. You know, this is ridiculous, dude. They're flying Chinese flags up and down the street. This guy should come here. He should never see a Chinese flag. He should. There should be fucking 50,000 motherfucking troops standing right there in his face to intimidate the fuck out of him, to let him know, like, bro, we'll fucking kill you right here if you, sm- if you run your mouth. Yeah, sneeze too hard. Yeah. Like, bro, this should be a very uncomfortable place for him to come. Mm. Very uncomfortable. And we're rolling out the red carpet. Yeah, we're sucking his fucking dick. They probably got him the best prostitutes of California to visit him in his hotel room. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane, dude. Yeah, man. Guys, tell us what you guys think. Jump in on this conversation. Uh, down in the comments, let us know. Hashtag, a medical sundice. <laughs> Let us know what you how, guys think. How would you feel if you're some, a family who's lost a soldier or, 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 or made sacrifices or have a history of serving this country and you watch and see our, our literal political enemy in the world, our biggest threat in the world, get welcome like that? Mm-hmm. That's think, fucking unacceptable, dude. Really, really should, you know, I thought about this, too, because uh, I saw this picture yesterday. I don't know if I wasn't able to confirm it, um, but I know it is a real thing. You know, think about the the... You know the Chinese immigrants that you know have came here for asylum because of the communism that they've escaped from China, right? Like there's a decent amount of them. Yeah, and imagine them watching this fucking guy who's terrified, bro. Yeah, bro, we got fuck. Like, dude, do people forget that we got like they have Chinese police departments in this country? That we forget about that? Most people don't know that. You know, most people aren't even aware of that. Like. Most of our listeners have forgotten that. The fucking surveillance state that he's putting in Cuba right now to yeah. watch us. Like, did we forget yeah. about that? And we're, we're rolling out the red carpet. Look, bro, here's the, here's the real. Our government, our media has been compromised. Our president has been compromised. That's what all this Hunter Biden laptop shit's about. It's treason, dude. It just, that's it, what it is. And, and, and this is, this is going to... This is going to become more and more common to the point where these dudes are going to be running our shit soon. Anyway. Openly. Yeah. It's fucking fucked up, man. Well, guys, let's keep this cruise moving. Before we get to headline number two, let's cruise the comments. Uh, This week's cruise, the comment uh, comes from Johnny Grube. I'm assuming this is in response to, uh, you know, the Lane Kiffin, uh, Ole Miss situation we covered on Q&A, but he says, almost 56 and have missed one day of work in 25 years in blue-collar work because we win and most men don't realize not showing up means someone else has to pick up your slack. Imagine being a grown man and acting like that. It's real shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a big difference between someone who's been in the workforce for 25 years and a 19 or 20-year-old kid who has never been told the truth about reality. Or didn't have somebody in the household. Yeah, but the danger is... The danger is, is that the people who have been in the workforce for 25 years are getting older. And that while they understand this cultural uh, reality of working, the younger people don't. Mm-hmm. And, and dude, if they, know, if they don't figure it out, we're in deep shit. 
and how I see this going, you know, these people have been groomed and indoctrinated. I think the plan, I think the plan has been laid out much longer than what anybody realizes. And I think they've known about what they're going to do with AI and what they're going to do with automation and what they're going to do with technology for many, 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 many years. And the last, the grooming of this younger generation to be more so, I don't want to work. I don't believe in work. I don't believe in capitalism. I don't believe in hard work equals results or investing my time. I believe that's intentional because what they're going to do now is they're going to say, well, uh, by the way, everything's automated and there's no jobs. So here's your little government check to live your life in, in your utopia, except that government check's going to be, it's going to be like every other failed communist experiment that's ever happened. That government check's going to be so fucking little, the universal basic income is going to be so little that everybody's going to fucking starve. And because there's no capitalistic environment inside the economy, there's nobody who is actually pushing to improve and, and do better and compete with each other like let's say like for food, right? You don't have farmers, you know, working to um, outdo the next farmer next door and, and do better than them. We don't have actual competition. And when we don't have competition, the government runs everything, the supplies dry up and people fucking starve. And this is what happens. There's no, there's no, there's no luxury. Like I feel like everybody, these young kids, they think like, communism is is going to produce a lifestyle like these Instagram fucking entrepreneurs post. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to be rolling around free money with a fucking Lambo or whatever. And dude, really? You're going to have no shoes. You're going to have no, no, not really any food. You're not going to have any clothes. You're going to fucking not have anywhere to live. And the government's going to say, well, you're getting your universal basic income. Be happy with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like they well, keep, you don't own anything. Yeah, bro. Like, be happy. It's very dangerous. Yeah, man. And, 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 you know, you can see the effects of it. I mean, look, how many young people, I can tell you this, when I was in my 20s versus the kids that are in their 20s now, there's an extreme difference in the work ethic. Extreme difference. Extreme. Extreme. Almost polar opposites. When I was in my 20s, we all understood that there was a real competition happening in the world. We understood that if we didn't work hard, we would lose. We understood that if we didn't give our best, we would live a mediocre life at best and probably struggle our whole lives. We understood that very clearly. So we had motivation to invest in work and do things. And now we look at the kids in their 20s and what are they talking about? They're talking about you know, living in some sort of utopia. They're talking about going to Burning Man. They're talking about, you know, getting a van and exploring the world and living a life. Like, cool. But like, here's the thing, dude. When you get to be in your 30s or 40s, you're not gonna have shit. And you're not gonna be able to create shit. And then you're gonna be in this situation of perpetual slavery, because that's what it is. You're gonna have to work a job that you hate because you can't survive and you're in this trap cycle. And this is why like these kids who are in their, you know, under the age of 20 or under the age of 30 in their 20s being told, hey, your 20s don't matter. Go go do whatever you want. They're being told faulty information. Mm -hmm. The 20s are the time you lay the foundation for the rest of your life, bro. Like that's reality. It's not it's not time to fuck off. No. Now, I'm not saying you're going to have success, but I'm saying this is where you're going to learn your lessons. This is where you're going to build relationships. This is where you're going to set your platform. And then when you get into your 30s, you start to actually find success and make money. And then when you get into your 40s, you're going to see that you have some means and you're going to be able to look at everybody else who bought into the, uh, you know, I'm just going to cruise through life mentality because those people are going to be working at like a real, like they're going to be for, they're going to be the person who's in their 40s working at fucking, 
you know, uh, T-Mobile, bro, like hating their fucking life and can't get out of it because, and they have to because they got to eat. Yep. And, and you know, this isn't like trying to talk down or scare anybody. This is just reality. Like if you don't work hard, bro, the result that you produce is going to be shit. And that mentality has been intentionally erased from a younger generation, in my opinion, so that the government can can move us into a communist, globalist uh, type government system. And And I think everything that we've seen for the last number of years has been the big moves to move us in that direction rather quick. Been proof of it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. But guys, I just want to say thank you for being Real Ads fans. Make sure you keep liking, commenting. Uh, make sure you subscribe as well and uh, keep being Real Ads fans. Uh, so with that being said, man, let's move to headline number two. This is an interesting one. Um, and I don't really understand the, the move behind this. Maybe you can shed some light on this one. Um, but Facebook, Instagram will now allow political ads that claim the 2020 election was stolen. Mm. I don't like. Well, I mean, it fucking was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think I, I think anybody who has a ability to critically think at this point in time can identify the deception and the cover up that's been going on around this issue. Mm-hmm. The January 6th issue included, you know. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And when you can't criticize things and you can't say, you can't, like, dude, up until recently, you couldn't even talk about that. Like, on YouTube especially, you couldn't even mention that. They would just take your video down. Yeah, so, I mean, now, now, like, be advised, this is a CNN article, okay? So we know how they, how CNN is. Um, But our CNN article reads, Meta will allow political ads on its platforms to question the outcome of the 2020 U.S. presidential election part of a rollback in election-related content moderation among social media platforms over the past year ahead of the 2024 U.S. presidential contest. The policy means that Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, will be able to directly profit from political ads that boost false claims about the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Uh, While the company will allow political advertisements to claim that past elections, including the 2020 presidential race, were rigged, it will prohibit those that call into question the legitimacy of an upcoming or ongoing election. Um, The the change is part of a year-old policy update, uh, but has not been widely reported. The Wall Street Journal reported Meta's ad policy change earlier Wednesday. So the past ones, yeah, okay, all right, cool. But the future ones, no. The current ones, there's no possible way those can be stolen. Can we talk about them after they happen? Yeah. Look, man, I I think this is kind of weird because look how this was how this is written, right? The policy means that Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, will be able to directly profit from political ads that boost false claims about the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Okay, well, what this shows to me when I read this is a separation from the mainstream media and social media mm. kind of breaking apart. Yeah. All right. Because CNN is clearly still saying, you know, false claims where Meta is clearly saying, well, we don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't think they were that false. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's interesting for so that. It's but, like a chick with the Adam's apple. But like, here's yeah, my. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but here's something here's something to think about too is if Trump's going around and these other candidates are going around talking about the the presidential race being rigged mm-hmm. in ads, okay? 
Well, there's a couple things about that. One, <clears throat> he's going to have problems raising money. Like if he's talking about the elections rigged, like why would you give this guy money if the election's already rigged and the outcome's yeah, decided? Yeah, you see great, what I'm saying? That's a great point. And that's then great also, point. if if we go around and, and and you know, which I believe they are they are rigged in certain areas for sure. But if we go around and talk about that being the problem, that sort of demoralizes people from voting. Like a lot of there's a lot of people out here that are like, dude, what difference does it make if I vote or not? And that's what happened, you know, in Venezuela. That's yeah. what's happened in these communist revolutions uh, over the last. That's what they want you to. think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so part of me thinks this is propaganda. They're allowing the propaganda intentionally to demoralize people from voting. So like, you know, get what I'm saying? Like yeah. Meta's saying, okay, yeah, let them talk about it because all that's going to do is demoralize the the people in the center and the right from actually believing that they should vote. Yeah, and then on top of that, when you have these articles that CNN is putting out saying the election's completely secure, now there's this fog of confusion. Correct. And like people are like, okay, no, it's definitely fucking rigged. They're saying it, you know what I'm saying? The opposite is true, right? Like yeah. it feeds into that whole monster, dude. That's a great fucking And you thing. have all these people, these influencers out here saying- you know, your vote doesn't matter. You know, don't buy into the system. I'm not going to vote. Bro, y'all are fucking idiots. Mm -hmm. Like, how are we going to catch them cheating if we can't, if we don't know what the true numbers are? Right. So, like, even if you thought the election was rigged, you still have a duty to go vote for the evidence aspect of how, because we can look back at that later potentially and say, okay. Actually, this is the real outcome of the election. Right. And if people choose to not vote, you know, we don't have that evidence and then they win by default. Right. So and that could go for either side. So it's super important that people understand that you have to vote whether you believe that the election is real or not real or compromised or however you believe you have to choose the best candidate that you think is going to create the best life for us here, and specifically you here in America. That's the that's the obligation for us going to vote. Yeah. And it's it, it's weird to me how so, uh, uh, people who I've thought were quote-unquote intelligent are now talking about how if Trump's the candidate, they're not going to vote. So you you're not going to vote because you don't like Trump, but you agree that the world's totally fucked. And you're, so you're just going to allow it to get worse and worse and worse. It goes back to Michael Rapp because you right? like because you like DeSantis or you like Vivek or you like whoever. Like, bro, everybody who thinks that Vivek is the guy or DeSantis is the guy, if Trump ends up being the guy, you have an obligation to vote for that man mm -hmm. because otherwise the country's going to fucking burn. It will be a loss. Yeah, I mean, we dude, we're going to listen four more years of what's going on now. There will be no America like that. That I'm a I'm a hundred percent confident in that. I'm a hundred percent confident. Yeah. They will arrest what they're doing to Trump. They will do to every single person who fucking voted for for vote, voted for him. They will ostracize. If you thought like what they did with the vaccine was bad, where they started like pushing people out of the workforce, dude. This next four years for anybody that speaks out against those people, for anybody that voted in the opposite direction. Bro, they're going to persecute them in, relentlessly. They're going to take everything away from you. And for people like me and you and other people who are speaking up with a microphone, they put those people in jail or kill them. That's what they do.
And that's where we're at. People have to recognize what we're actually dealing with here. This is not normal ebbs and flows of political discourse. This is a communist revolution that we are many years into. And we have very little chance of stopping it unless we unite and get really fucking smart. You know, I think a lot of people are underestimating what's actually going on. You know, they talk about like, oh, yeah, man, it's not as bad as you think. What are you talking about? It's not as bad as I think. We have a literal invasion happening at the southern border. We have our strategic oil supply is gone. We have our military supplies in Europe. We have crime at one of the highest rates it's ever been. We have credit card defaults at the highest rate they've ever been. We have mortgage defaults close to the highest rate that they've been in a long time. We have an economy that's on the verge of potentially hyperinflation or total collapse. Okay. We have, I mean, we have, we have, we have, we have, right. We have, we have a a pending world war with a military that's filled like legitimately with fucking, you know, people who have been held to a standard that is less than what it takes to go fight a war. You know what I'm saying? Like we dude to, to like thinking that we're like, 2001 United States right now is is a is a fatal idea. Like thinking we're more divided than we Bro, listen. Did. When you run a company, <clears throat> when you run a company and you've won, okay? And you've been successful at running a company. And and for those of you that don't know and you know me from this show, that's what I do. I run companies. And I have a number of companies and all of those companies win. And some of them have won at such a large scale that at, at times the people who work for those companies have started to believe that we will continue to win because we're us, all right? Not having a realistic viewpoint of where we are in the, in the game. And what that does, that's ego, right? We think, oh, we're better than we actually are. And what that causes a situation where you get your ass beat. And then you have to have a recorrection to admit where you really are. And so I think a lot of people, that's normal for me as an operator of business. Like I, I can recognize unemotionally Okay, we're here. When we're running at a level 10, I can say, okay, we're running at a level 10. When we're running at a level five and everybody thinks we're running at a level 10, I can recognize that as well. And I see a lot of that going on in America. I see What I see in America is that we have kicked everybody's ass and been so prosperous and so free and so strong for so long that a lot of these people believe that we're still like that when in reality we're in a very vulnerable position. And that's an important thing to consider when we talk about what's going on with the election. Because if these people continue to press and press and press and press and press, bro, this shit's going to come to your fucking front porch in a way that you don't want. And not in a way of like, you know, oh, this is this. it's a little bit harder right now. We're, we're talking about total collapse of the country. We're talking about chaos. We're talking about you potentially having to fight people in your fucking neighborhood. Like this is dangerous shit where we are. And unless people truly wake up and unless people understand that we are not the superpower that we used to be right now and that we have a job to do as individuals to become that again, you know, we're in trouble, Yeah. you know, and that's a responsibility that we all shoulder as individuals. That's why I talk about personal excellence being the ultimate rebellion. Like, do, do we, do we really think that we have the men to fight a war like that? No, dude, we're, we're, we are not in physical shape to do that, mental shape, all, emotional all, all shape. All the men I know that are able to fight a war like that are in their late 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Or 28. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, man, like <laughs> all the bad motherfuckers that spent the last 20 years in and out, these guys are 44 years old. They're 40 They're 40 years old. You know what I mean? They're, they're Mike Lover's age. Yeah. They're not fucking, they're not 25. They're going to be worried about their own shit. Correct. Yep. And bro, it's a big deal, man. Like we, we are not the same America that we used to be. And it's important that 
we as individuals, you as an individual, become that person that fits that position that we need. Like, it's real talk. That means you have to get fit. You have to become successful. You have to uh, put good stuff in your brain. You have to care. You have to be a good representative of an American citizen and work hard in your communities and benefit other people. And these are real obligations that we have as individuals. And looking around and kind of like thinking that someone else is going to do it is where we're at right now. And that's not going to happen, dude. No. It's on you as an individual. Anybody listening to the show. That's real shit, man. Guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag watch this. And uh, tell us what you guys think about it. Let's keep moving to our third and final headline. Um, this is a little mix of stories because it's all the shit that's been going on in the background while everybody's been focused over here. It's the shit that's been going on over here. So um, let's get into our, our, our third headlines. Uh, headline number three. Chris Ray gets caught. Representative Higgins released photo of the secret J6 ghost buses. Now, this is an interesting one. So on, on Wednesday, by the way, so I saw this video that I circulated out of uh, Representative uh, Higgins. Did you know that he used to be there? There's this like, bro, this video went viral so long ago, but it, uh, it's a video of like this captain from the sheriff's department. Right. And he's like literally like he's got the whole fucking sheriff's department standing behind him. Right. Members of the community. And he's like basically threatening all the criminals and, and gangbangers and stuff in, in the in the city. He's like, we'll come find you. If you want to have a tussle with me, it's come get me. You know where I, that was him. Oh, really? I had no fucking idea. Well, but good. it makes sense. Like this dude's been a badass for a, for a long time. Yeah. Right? And he's doing some really, really great work. Um. But just this past Wednesday, Republican Representative Clay Higgins confronted FBI Director Chris Ray on FBI operatives working inside the crowds on January 6, 2021, during the House Homeland Security Committee hearing on domestic threats within the U.S. This confrontation took place exactly a year after Representative Higgins confronted Director Ray for FBI assets working inside the Capitol on January 6th. Chris Ray refused to answer the questions last year and today. During the hearings today, Representative Higgins told Chris Ray, here's the video. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. Stop. So it's important to identify when he says, I'm not sure I used that term before. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows about. exactly what it is. Okay, he's so like if you guys are not like understanding what he just said, what he just said was, and this is typical leftist shit, He's trying to control the language. This is what people do when they gaslight you. Yep. Like, you know exactly what that motherfucker did. He knows what he did, but he's saying on a technicality, well, I've never called a ghost bus. Yeah, right. Right? right like, right. 
It's right. important to realize what he's doing. Mechanical. Whatever. You know what he knows, this motherfucker knows exactly what. Okay, keep going. Well, bro, they're all lawyers. I just. Dude. And that's the whole game is this fucking. Yeah. This war of words. Of language. That's yeah, right. Yeah, dude. Like, they're all lawyers. It's highly manipulative and it's borderline abusive psychologically yeah. uh, type language. It's not pink, it's fuchsia. Correct. 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 I didn't do that. Yeah. I actually did this. Exactly. Right. Exactly. When that and this are the same fucking thing. It's the same right. thing, man. Uh, yeah, here we go. In law enforcement, it's, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th. 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. As soon as we get into the good Point stuff, order. sure. Let's stop talking about it. Run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Miss Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members: if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So, with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as much. I don't think I accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Okay. Chairman. Uh, you're, you're making point a point. Okay, thank you. Uh, I now recognize, now recognize Mr. May Gray. I close this, this statement? Uh, Mr. No, somebody no, gives I, him I a think, signal here. your time is expired. You see that? He's looking at somebody to give that answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time is expired, Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being, well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. You, and you deployed onto our Capitol on January 6th. Mr. You made, Your you day made is your, coming, you made Mr. Your point, Mr. Uh, Higgins. I now recognize. Um, but yeah, man, so it completely destroys them. Um, and there's been other shit that came out. Like, here's another video that was also shown at this hearing. Um, don't know if you guys saw this one. Unmarked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs. There's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted four Antifa shuttle buses right here front center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and then the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Watch. There's the back so, guy. So state troopers on. are escorting they Antifa coming, buses into J6. And then there's the ones up front, too. They escorted, and each one of those buses are labeled. They're all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. Escorted them here. You've literally. got to be lights flashing. You've all. got to be effing kidding me. Lights flashing. Patriots, are you guys watching this? You got wild shit, man. Wild shit. Another stuff that's been uh, making the news and not a lot of people have been covering um, is this stuff about this internet merger takeover um, by our federal government. So uh, this is a Reuters article. It reads: U.S. government aims to free up 
more wireless spectrum. Um, so what they're doing is, is that they are taking, basically trying to push in this administrative arm that will control 2G, 5G, 6G, when that unveils Wi-Fi services, right? Um, in the name of prioritizing internet for the entire company uh, or entire country, excuse me. Um, they're, so they're calling it their national spectrum strategy, right? Um, and basically anything that operates over 2,700 megahertz, 2.7 G, right? Um, anything that, that operates over that uh, will have repurposing is what they're calling it, right? Um, and we're talking phones, we're talking laptops, we're talking TVs, right? We're talking anything internet, vehicles, all of these things, right, for repurposing. Now, a lot of people are blowing the whistle. Um, Chairs Rogers and Latta denounced Biden FCC's mission to take over America broadband services. They released a statement. Um, House Energy and Commerce Committee Chair Kathy McMorris Rogers and Communications and Technology Subcommittee Chair Bob Latta released a statement following the Federal Communications Commission's vote to approve digital discrimination rules. Quote, the digital discrimination rules approved by the FCC are just another step towards Biden's broadband takeover. This move puts onerous requirements on our nation's broadband providers and will lead to government bureaucrats micromanaging America's uh, Internet access. It's time for the Biden administration to end this effort to enact more government controls, which will ultimately lead to higher cost and worse services for America. Um, but it's even deeper than that. Even the FCC commissioner himself, this guy, Brendan Carr, he puts out a statement. He runs the FCC. And he puts out this letter, uh, says Carr opposes President Biden's plan to give the administrative state effective control of all Internet services and infrastructure in the United States. This unlawful power grab chooses central planning over free market capitalism. And he lists out a bunch of uh, a bunch of points in, in his argument. Um, you know, he says, like, so last month, Biden gave the FCC its marching orders, you know, uh, an actual order from the president. Do this. Right. And so they do that. But then he releases this letter. Um, you know, he brings up a bunch of different points. Um, first point is that it hands the administrative sta uh, state effective control of all Internet services and infrastructure in the country. Um, the plan sweeps entire industries within the FCC's jurisdiction for the first time in the agency's 90 year history. This has never happened. Never happened. Um, it also allows the FCC to impose unfunded build mandates on ISPs and unlimited monetary fines on every covered entity. Um, it adopts an expansive and disfavored theory of liability that Congress neither directed nor authorized the FCC to adopt. They don't even have the legal constitutional power to do any of this. Um, you know, and he, and he ends it here. He says, in the end, the FCC could have adopted rules that lawfully and faithfully implemented Congress's decision in the Infrastructure Act. The FCC could have taken concrete steps that would have extended high-speed Internet services to more Americans. In fact, the FCC cites a few such actions in its draft order that were raised in the record, including eliminating government-imposed barriers and regulatory red tape that have been slowing down broadband builds. But instead of going that route, the FCC opts for this ideological approach instead. To me, I think out of all the things, this is probably the most scary thing to me, right? Because I don't think, you know, and obviously, like I said, nobody's really talking about this, but the amount of power and control that this would be giving 
not just the Biden administration, but like just plainly the government. I don't care if it was Republicans or Democrats. It doesn't matter. This right, is right. The state. It's state control. This is state control. Yeah, and access. And, and bro, this listen. We've heard this, the state control media, right? Yeah. Like in communist countries, the media is was run by the state. You don't get real news. Right. You get a hundred percent propaganda. Like if you go to China, bro, and you tell Chinese people that you watch the Chinese news, they laugh at you, mm-hmm. right? They understand right. exactly what it is. The problem here in the United States is people do not understand what it is yet. Yeah. And so <clears throat> how I read this, and I got some stuff to say about the January 6th thing too, but on this uh, FCC thing, how I'm reading this is, you know, we have this lawsuit that uh, Senator Eric Schmidt, when he was the Attorney General of Missouri, uh, and a couple other state attorney generals put together that is now at Supreme Court level that is talking about the ability for the government to collude and censor um, through big tech. Mm-hmm. And it's also covering some issues in regards to how big tech is actually censoring, i.e. Uh, traffic algorithms, um, you know, the things that we all hate, right? Like when we post shit and you know, it doesn't go for whatever reason, like that's a form of censorship, right? Right. People don't understand that. They think it's not that you just wrote a bad, yeah, it's post. not they just right. It's yeah, not yeah. that they just take your shit down or, uh, you know, put a fact check on your post. It's that they'll just throttle the traffic and nobody will see it. That's censorship in itself. Right. And, and the reason that this has been allowed to happen, you know, there's two arguments. One, it was allowed to happen intentionally. They didn't regulate it intentionally. But two, the technology, when it first came around, the, the tech companies like Facebook and, and, and these other social media platforms, Google, and these guys got so much money so fast and filtered it right into the politicians that they created you know a, a favorable Section 230 with very little regulation on what they can and can't do. And I don't think that anybody ever anticipated, at least on our side, the average citizen, that the entire town square would be moved to these platforms. So in the beginning, we're like, yeah, that makes sense. They're a private business, you know, they can do what they want. But now that the entire conversation has moved to social media, these people have unlimited ability to censor, uh, prop up narratives, remove, deplatform. I mean, dude, they're they're running anti, like if you look at how social media companies run their platform, that is, that is unconstitutional if it were the government doing it. Right. And so <clears throat> when we look at what's happening here, this lawsuit's at the federal, at Supreme Court. And what I see this is, a, I see this as Biden administration figuring out over the next 12 months, because this could go to court any any day, right? Right. And get ruled upon. This is their fail safe. And if they rule that the government can't do what they did in 2020 or during COVID, Okay, these people won't have a massive tool that they were able to use to prop up narratives or squash narratives or censor or any of these things. And so how I see this FCC thing is them trying to maneuver around that to take control of the entire Internet so that they can run their play however they want. And that means, like, you know, if I say the wrong thing, they can just shut my shit down. If I post the wrong thing, they can shut my Internet off. Not, Not your social media page. Yeah. Your internet access altogether. Correct. And that's what they do over in, in China. And that's Bro, what they do in other places. Think about this, man. Like, like think about how how evil, how sinister, how fucking tyrannical you would have to be, right? Because we got to go back a little bit to that court case when it was first being tried out in regular courts. The, what's the first thing that the administration did? They filed a motion to dismiss it. Yeah. No, we want to keep doing this. Yes. 
So think about how evil somebody has to be, right? Like, I want to know whose idea, whose plan that was. Okay, well, if we can't just control social media, we'll just control the internet. Well, who do you think it is? I know who it is. Who do you think it is? Barack Obama. Hundred percent. You think he's the one that came yeah, up? Yeah, he hundred percent, dude. He Look, comes up with a lot of other our shit. our country was doing very well considerably until until this dude came into play. Hmm. Okay, yeah, and fuck, he yeah. he he's the one that disturbed all the racial tensions. He's the one that created all this this shit, and he's running the show right now. I mean, Biden's not running the show. Everybody knows that. Even yeah. people who are Democrats know that Biden's not making decisions. We all know that Barack Obama's calling the plays. He talks about it. He talks about it openly in interviews where he's like, well, you know, I would never want to be president again, but if I could sit in my basement and, you know, have an earpiece and talking to someone, I would do that. Yeah, right. That's what he's doing. Right. Okay. So when we think about this, this play, and then we think about the J6 play, okay? So when we talk about cultural movements that are designed to be weapons, all right, and I talk to you guys about political correctness, and it doesn't make sense. You're like, what do you mean it's a weapon? Because they crafted a narrative in society where you're not allowed to speak the truth because it offends people's feelings. Some person you don't even know. Correct. Yeah. So what does that do to us as individuals? It creates a situation where we self-censor and we condition ourselves to not speak the truth. That's the point of political correctness. That's why it started 20 years ago. Then when... You know, we look at what's happening with cancel culture, okay? Cancel culture is a fear-based social weapon that makes you believe that if you say the wrong thing, you're going to get attacked, you're going to get fired, you're going to lose your income. And lots of people out here are afraid of that. So they don't speak up and they don't say things. And what does that, who does that benefit? That doesn't benefit the people censoring themselves or the people being quiet. Then when we look at the idea of, the silent majority. That's the nobility. In being Correct. Like, oh, then they add the moral superiority right. to being silent. Right. Okay. These are all stackable social weapons that we've seen. And when we look at J6, J6 is just another social weapon that they have created to intimidate all patriotic Americans, anybody who doesn't agree with what they're doing, from uh, to instill fear in them that if they go out and protest in the streets... That they will be arrested and sentenced to 18 years like some of these people right. who were there on J6. And so, in my opinion, when Chris Ray says, are you asking if, like, he tells on himself, right? Like, what do people do when you accuse them of shit? <laughs> like, think, hold on, hold on. When you ask questions to yeah. someone who's clearly guilty, yeah. what do they do? They usually respond like this. Are you asking that if I did this and this and this and this and this? And that's what his his answer was in right there in the in the interview. Yeah. He said, yeah. are you asking if the, all he asked was, like, do you know what a ghost bus is? And the motherfucker responds and says, are you asking if J6 was some sort of operation? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're asking. And it was. It's like, it's like, Andy, did you steal the cookie? Are you asking if I ate the goddamn cookie out of the cookie jar that was on the counter over yeah. there? Yeah, these crumbs? Yeah. These are not crumbs. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. Like, that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with people who Bro, are lying. It's They're, not pink. It's fuchsia. Listen, yes. He's flat out lying. Bro. Okay? And this what... J6, 100%, in my opinion, was an operation, a social weapon, no different than these other social weapons we just went through, that was designed to intimidate people from actually speaking up and having the 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 courage to speak up and go out and stand up so that they would have a free runway 
to implement all these things that they're doing. Imagine if people yeah. weren't afraid to protest because of J6 never happening over the last three and a half years. What would have happened? What would have happened during Ukraine? What would have happened during the vaccine? What would have happened during um, the for the, the migration crisis? It's, or the fucking invasion is what it should be called. Right. Okay? What would happen? We'd have... Hundreds of thousands of fucking patriotic Americans in the streets and real real truth. That's what we need to have happen again We have to like they can't arrest everybody, bro. They can't do this to everybody That's why they just they try to make a few examples. Yes out of the and scare ones. everybody. Yeah, correct And dude if we if we continue to cower because they run these initiatives and we continue to Edit our language that is for political correctness for feelings the truth and reality start to fade away, which is what they want. They want the truth and reality to fade away so it can be replaced with their truth and their reality. And we're allowing that as American citizens by not exercising our ability to use our voice. And our ability to use our voice, the walls are closing in on that. Okay, it's getting harder and harder and harder to speak up. And for us to like actually maintain what we've had here in America, which is the greatest country that's ever been founded for the citizen of the country in the history of Earth. Have there been, uh, it depends on who, how you're rating the success, right? Like, I'm sure if you're the king of Saudi Arabia and you've got a hundred trillion dollars or whatever they got, you probably think your system is the best. Right. But for the citizens, for the, the, the quote unquote peasants in every other country, 99% of every country that's ever existed, 99.99%, the peasant class, that's the regular people. That's we the people. We have more rights and more upside in this country than has ever existed in the history of humanity. And if we don't utilize those rights, those rights will cease to exist. And that's why it's important that you guys not just speak up, but also live the example and confront the truth when you see it in real life. Like when these people come to you and they they pull their shit on you, you have to you have to do your part as an American citizen and look them in the eye and say, no, I'm not going along with that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pretend that's the truth. I'm not going to pretend that you as a man are actually a woman. I'm not going to play your game. I'm not doing it. Okay. And that's the resistance that we have to have. And as hard as that is, and as uncomfortable as it is for some of you guys, it's a hell of a lot easier than having to shoot motherfuckers. Yep. It's a hell of a lot easier than starving. It's a hell of a lot easier than living a winter with no power. Like we have to consider the alternative to what's happening. And so the resistance that can be put into play right now is actually very painless compared to what it's going to be. And and so it's important that people speak up and it's important that people stand up. And and that's a real, real obligation for all of us. Um, Absolutely, man. You know, like I tell you guys all the time, you know, there's no buddy coming to save this, man. Like when you look at what's going wrong in America, you should look in the mirror. You should look in the mirror and say, what... What am I doing? How am I living? What am I saying? How am I standing up? Am I standing for the truth or am I being a coward? Am I giving people a pass that that bully me or am I standing up to them? Like we have to get back. We have to get like more Kid Rock and less Dylan Mulvaney, right? Like that's what we need in America. We need way more fuck you yeah. and way less give them a pass. Fuck me, right. Yeah, correct, right. bro. Stop laying down well, that, for these. Hold on, that was good. What? You hear what I said? We need, you, you said we need more fuck you and not no no less fuck me. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, I do. But what I'm saying is, is <laughs> look, bro, we have to get to a point where we are comfortable with the attitude that has always made America great, which is this. Fuck off. 
Okay, like you want to know the attitude that makes America great? Go look how Dana White handles his shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, go look how Kid Rock handles his shit. We need that. All right, that's what the fuck we do here in America, and that's been intimidated and beaten and bullied out of the average American man, especially. And you men better find your fucking balls, bro, and like stand up to this shit and say no. I'm not fucking doing it. And if they bully you and call you names, so what? Who cares? Who cares? The minute they realize, it's like any other bully that you've ever dealt with in your entire life. The minute they realize that you're not going to put up with it, they fucking stop bullying you. Okay? It's like the playground bully that picks on everybody and yells at everybody and screams at everybody and you knock that motherfucker's teeth out one time. Bro, they don't do it for the rest of their life. They remember that lesson their entire fucking lives. And these people have been pampered and babied and pussified. And let's be real. These are the weakest people in our society. This is not just communism versus capitalism or left versus right this is the haves versus the have-nots and when i say haves i don't mean money i mean like a normal brain a normal life a normal mental wellness like like you're a you're a regular human being versus like the people that we look at in the gas station are like what the fuck right are we really gonna like give the country away to these weak fat people who are literally couldn't contribute anything and don't contribute anything just because they're loud like we can't do that you have to we have to get back to fuck off and if we get back to that this whole situation will change immediately because the culture changes and when the culture changes the politics change absolutely man guys jump in on this conversation let me know what you guys think down in the comments hashtag govern us harder yeah and uh, let us know what you guys think but with that being said that was our third and final uh headline let's get to our final segment of the show as always Thumbs up. We're dumb as fuck. This is where we bring an article up. We talk about it. It'll get one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, Tiger Woods' son, Charlie, accomplishes feat father never has in high school. This is pretty fucking dope. This is pretty dope. Uh, So Tiger Woods' son, Charlie, just accomplished a feat of the golf course his legendary father didn't this week. Woods, along with his uh, the Benjamin School teammates, won the Florida State High School Golf Championship. Woods shot 78-76 in the two days of the FHSAA Class A State Championship on Wednesday at Mission Inn Resort and Club in Howie in the Hills, Florida. Uh, The Benjamin School, located in Palm Beach Gardens, had five total golfers in the tournament, including the 14-year-old freshman in Woods. He finished tied 26th overall, but the Benjamin School is no stranger to winning at all, uh, as this was its fourth state title. Uh, Jake Valentine, a sophomore at a private day school, scored birdie on the 17th hole on day two of the tournament, as well as a putt on the final hole to clinch the title for the Benjamin School. He shot 72-76 to lead his squad to victory. Uh, The Elder Woods uh, was among the gallery watching the state title play out. Uh, there was a moment caught on video, too, of his son holding out a chip just off a green that featured a typical Woods fist bump and reaction. Um, as a high schooler himself, Woods never uh, was never able to collect a high school state title while at Western High School in Anaheim, California. However, state golf championships were not instituted while Woods was in high school, so there is a caveat there. Uh, Andy, what we got? I mean, look, dude, <clears throat> this is an example of what I was saying about parents working with their kids Mm -hmm. okay you can't get good i don't care how genetically gifted you are golf's hard all right it's really it's a very difficult sport 
And what's cool is that with all the success that Tiger Woods has had, he's the greatest of all time at his sport, period. All right? He's taking the time to, because like, dude, when we talk about reps, we're talking about time. Thousands, hundreds and, and thousands of hours of time put into something, right? When, when, when I look at this, I think it's cool. I mean, good job, Charlie. Good job, guys at the school. That's yeah. amazing. But what I really like about it, and what I think is the real win, is the fact that Tiger is legitimately putting in the hours and the reps with his own son to build greatness within his own family. Yeah. And that's an American thing that we're missing right now. And you guys can say, oh, well, he hires coaches or this or that. Dude, he caddies for his son. I've yeah, seen but, this before. I mean, not only that, bro, like even if he did hire, like guess what? He worked his ass off yeah. to be able to do that. Right. But, but, dude, all the lazy parents, like, dude, it's like that parent that we were talking about the other day. With Sal, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> who, like, gets, they get pissed off because Sal, Sal leaves here every day after work and goes works with Enzo at whatever he's working on. Mm -hmm. Like, it's part of his daily routine. Right. You know, but parents who don't do shit and sit on the couch and watch SportsCenter and talk about the past that they could have thrown in 82 had they not been a fat fuck and sitting <laughs> on the bench, you know? <laughs> like, these people are professional victims, bro, yeah. and they're lazy as fuck. And what I love about this is this is setting an example for what it looks like to be a good father. And you could say whatever you want about Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's had his problems. Yeah, he's had his drama. Got that wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got whatever. <laughs> but here's the reality. He's not failing his own fucking son. That's and fact. that's a huge win. That's a fact. So I love this. Yeah. If we have more parents doing this for their own kids, the world, we would have a lot better off in the world. And I, I do, in all fairness, I do think a lot of people are realizing that this is a real obligation. Yeah. I do I do feel like a lot of young parents right now who are, you know, maybe they're eight years or 10 years into parenthood, they're starting to realize like this is a real thing. Like this is not something that we can pass off. And new parents, especially real, like I hear a lot from new parents who are like, fuck, I'm terrified. And I'm like, good. That means you're gonna actually work to make this better. Yep, you absolutely, know? man. Absolutely, so we got thumbs up on that. Yeah, that was job, great. Charlie. Uh, well, guys, Andy, that's all I got. All right, guys. Hey, listen, man. This For this to get fixed, you guys have to understand, this is a personal obligation, a personal responsibility that we all shoulder. Just because people come on the internet, like me and, and some other people, and speak about these things, that's not going to get it done. Unless you backfill with your actual words and your actual conversations in real life and follow it up with how you live your life and how you live and perform in your life, and we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about legitimate commitment to being the best that you can, understanding that you're going to fail, you're going to have problems, you're going to struggle, but still moving forward. This is what creates the culture that we're looking to create. And if you guys bow out of that and you think that because guys like myself or Rogan or fucking whoever is speaking up and that's going to solve this problem, you're absolutely wrong. This problem is going to be solved in real life with real conversations. So when you go to Thanksgiving this next week and your progressive communist fucking blue-haired dumbass cousin starts talking shit, bury him. Yeah. Okay? Because these people have no problem bullying you out of your American birthright. And if you don't speak up and protect it, bro, we're going to lose it. And your kids are going to be slaves. So it's something to think about, dude. We all have an... We all have a responsibility in this mission, and it starts with sharing messages. Maybe share the show or speak it up in your own words. Either way, that's what's got to happen, all right? So think about that. If we don't do this, we will lose, all right? Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. We're 
went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her 